we put our whole life into this for to do this and the horses and my kid and everything. This is season three of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Before we get started on today's episode, it's brought to you by Equinity. Visit www.teamequinity.com. You can learn all about this amazing product, solid supplement foundation for all your horses, used by Tyler Wade and Patrick Smith. www.teamequinity.com, and we will tell you more about it in the commercial break. Hey everybody, welcome to The Score. This is a special edition that we are bringing you from the American Rope Horse Futurity Association. The American Rope Horse Futurity Association's World Championships ran October 21st to 23rd in Fort Worth. In its fourth edition, it did not disappoint. Now, I haven't missed a single Rope Horse Futurity because this event brings everything together that I love about team roping. This year, it paid out over $580,000. For most of the event, Trevor Brazil led the pack aboard a five-year-old Starlight's Gypsy bred gelding named American Greed, owned and trained by Larry Deguy. He made it back to the short round on four horses, and in spite of going out with a no-time-at-high-call, he walked away with almost $100,000 in earnings over those two days between the horses he owned, the ones that Miles Baker rode for him, and Joseph Harrison's heel horse that Trevor owns that Joseph won third on in the, on the healing. So when all the flags had fallen, Dakota Kirkenschlager and the four-year-old son of Cat Itchy, named X My Itch, owned by Happy Texas roper Darren Johnson, was the American Rope Horse Futurity Association's world champion head horse. It was the first win for Dakota, a guy whose Colorado roots have a special place in the heart of my whole family, and who gave up pro rodeo for training rope horses. He's a three-time NFR healer, and he was a ball of emotion after his win. I think I've been there for all of Dakota's big wins, and I've never seen him have more feelings than he had after winning the heading title at the American Rope Horse Futurity Association's World Championship. So, here's Dakota. Man, you got some feelings going on right well, now. Well, I always wanted to win a rope horse tree, but I never dreamed it'd been head. I didn't either. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I didn't doubt you, but I didn't think this is, would be the time that we've been crying because I feel like I've interviewed you. This a lot is something of things, I've but... worked very, very hard for. I put my whole life into this. I really did. I mean, I put my whole life into this. You changed everything. And to win it heading, I mean, it means the world to me. I mean, I know we won it by default because Trevor missed, but we put our whole life into this for to do this and the horses, and my kid, and everything. Uh, when I write the story, I'm not, I'm not going to start out with oh, Dakota yes, Kirkuslager won by default because Trevor missed. I'm going to say Dakota won on a four-year-old that's doctored a lot of wheat pasture cattle that's <laughs> yes, been to one tiny show in Amarillo before this. Tell me about this horse. 
Man, Darren Johnson sent him to me uh, pretty much on July 4th, the 4th of July. Thank you. And we've had him ever since. We took him to one show. That's it. He handled the bright lights just fine. Thank you, Frost. Yes, ma'am. Was he ever, was when you brought him in and loped some circles beforehand? I, uh, I, I showed up on Wednesday and I loped him around and he was really spooky of a lot of things. We loped him for a while and then Thursday morning we loped him again and I told him, I said, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, he just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we. the sad thing is, is I mean, the mare that Caesar missed for in the short round, I thought she was going to win it hands down. Like, I'd rode her all year. I really thought she was going to win it. And she was behind him the whole time. They, she never caught up to him. Never. Yeah. And he and he just was ahead of all the other horses the whole time. I mean, there was Trevor was the only person ahead of me the whole time. And he just worked great. He took everything good, and he did everything. He, he, he's got a great mind. What do you think the judges liked about him? I just had to say how just when you back him in the box, he, he stands there. I mean, a lot of horses move around, paddle their feet, et cetera, things. That horse, he, he stands right there, and he's, he's ready to go to work. It's not like... I mean, I know it seems crazy, but there's no bullshit to him. I mean, yeah. He, he knows what to do, and he does his job. And I remember, I mean, DT Air Jordan was huge. Uh, yes, the gray horse last year was quite a bit bigger. This one is not very big. No, man, no. He's 15 hands, maybe 14-3, and he's just a good-looking horse, and he works good. I mean, I'm just fortunate to have owners like Darren Johnson that let me ride him and do it. I mean, I'm very, very fortunate. Now your little girl, she's standing here hugging you, has tears in her eyes. What does that mean? It means the world to me. I mean, I've always wanted to be a better horseman and a better dad. It means so much to me to have her here with me. It really does. I'm so happy for you. Have you have you ridden a lot of other horses that are bred like him? Any, more, any other He's the first Cat horse I've ever ridden. Yeah? And ever. How did the relationship with Darren come about? Uh, Alan Chapel sold him some horses, and he he got us connected. To be honest with you, very good. Very good. What does this mean for the future of your career? Uh, well, I mean, I'm so mad at myself that I don't have a horse in the healing finals that, that I just I'm frustrated with myself still. To be honest with you, like I I got a lot of work to do, and I got a lot of things to work on for next year. To be honest with you, I mean, I want to win both. I mean, I know that's unselfish, but. I want to be better, I want to be a better horseman, I want to win the snaffle bit for Trudy, the world's greatest horseman, and I want to walk away with this thing. I can feel like I can do it, I just got to work it and do it. Do you have a horse for the world's greatest this year? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. All right, give us a shout what bit is in your horse's mouth and what rope did you win this with? I, the rope is a cobalt uh, fastback head rope, and it's a Preston Williams bridle. Good, sir. Well, Dakota, I couldn't be more happy for you. Thank I promise. Thank you very much. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. What are you doing here? Thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. Now, I know you all love a good interview with Cesar De La Cruz because when he's been on the score in the past, you've listened to it in record numbers. Well, Cesar was Dakota's helper throughout the fraternity, and Cesar is the biggest Dakota fan that I know. Anytime we do a story about horsemanship with Caesar, he references something that he learned from Dakota. I know he's a big fan, and so this was really special for him. Plus, when Caesar backed in the box at second callback, he was coming off a miss earlier in the short round for Dakota, and he had to mentally rebound to give them a chance to win. 
Here's Caesar after the short round of the heading. All right, Caesar, we'll do this before they get, okay. they need you to take pictures. And if you have to run, that's fine too. Tell me, Dakota has been one of, you, we've done quite a few stories on this where Dakota's been one of your horsemanship heroes. Mm -hmm. How does this feel for you to be a part of his biggest dream come true? Well, I'm, I'm really appreciate him trusting in me to help him out. You know, when he decided to do this journey about five, six years ago, he, he retired rodeoing and we talked about it. And he asked me if I could help him out, you know, and, and, and help him at these things. It'd mean a lot for him, uh, you know, for him to, for me to help him out. And so for us to win and, and just, you know, to see the hard work he puts in, he, this guy puts in so much hard work. Uh, I've been with him the last 10 days working with him and it's, sun comes up, we're riding, sun goes down, we're still riding, we're open. So I'm just really thankful, you know, the hard work paid off. How nerve wracking was that last year? Um, to me, it was real nerve wracking because uh, we were ninth call back before and I healed the steer really good and I, it come off the hips. Um, so I was really frustrated myself and, you know, me and Dakota are such good friends and we're, you know, like brothers. He come up to me and told me, don't worry about it. We're here to have fun and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. And, uh, like I said, I'm real thankful that he uh, trusts me to, to, to take the, the, the game-winning shot, I guess. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell me about your feelings when, when that did come tight. I felt really good. I, my little horse, uh, Four Plague, a.k.a. Quattro, I call you know combo, but he, he worked really good. I, um, yesterday was a real tough day, a lot of steers, and he stayed solid the whole time. And today I, I only roped two, but he was sharp on both of them. And, and, um, having a good help horse is very, very important when you come to these things. You want uh, you want the run to look really good and sharp, and and with him as a as a help horse, he, he made the run look cool. So uh, I'm thankful for him too. You've gotten a lot of looks behind a lot of the best headers in the game. Talk about his handles this week on this four-year-old ranch horse that doctored <laughs> wheat pasture cattle. Yeah, this is a green horse, and he's a really cool horse. We worked on him all week just to kind of. Make sure you work good over here. And, uh, yeah, shout out to the head horse. What an amazing, amazing talent. I just, I just feel fortunate to be, be out here with, with the champs. You know, like I said, just, just a helper. I'm just a silent partner in the deal, but I'm glad I can do, do my part. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Equinity Horse XL and Equinity Ultimate OEC help keep horses' bodies in the best shape possible when competing and going down the road. Equinity Horse XL is made up of 100% pure amino acids specifically formulated to give the body what it needs in order to promote repair at a cellular level. The Equinity Ultimate OEC is a flaxseed-based omega-3 with natural vitamin E and colloidal silver all in one which makes for a very powerful antioxidant, helps to neutralize free radicals, and helps to reduce inflammation. Guys like Tyler Wade and Patrick Smith are using Equinity going up and down the road. Barrel racers are using it like crazy. It's a product used globally, and it is hitting the roping market in a big way. Can't wait for you to learn more at teamequinity.com. Now, the heel side, it was a whole different ballgame than the heading. It was a knife fight in the short round between Joseph Harrison, Cade Rice, and Wesley Thorpe. But Wesley never faltered, and he won a title aboard his horse, Juiced Up Cat, who he owns in partnership with the Pomeroy family. This horse was unreal, and Wesley showed him like a true finished horse. He's going to tell you why here in this interview. But it was something to watch, and as the short round unfolded, it was absolutely a clinic in the best healing I've ever seen. Enjoy this interview with Wesley.
Hi, Wesley. Hey. <laughs> How are you? You've got a big old check in your hand. I had a big check. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me about that horse. Uh, he's awesome. Um, Chris actually uh, sent him to me last around last fall, and he uh, he, th he just wanted me to ride him. See what I thought, and then I I, told, I called him right back because I wanted to buy him, and he. Uh, he was gonna let me buy him and he's like oh, I want to keep half of him so I end up buying half of him and we've been partnered on him and I've jackpot on him quite a bit this year and uh, I thought a lot of him I've never been to this before but uh, he's the first horse I've ever had where I thought really had a legitimate chance um, you know for his age to, to come here and I, I was nervous because I had such high hopes for him I was like just don't mess it up because <laughs> he, he really does belong I mean there's no doubt about it he's the best horse so I think that's pretty cool. The judges recognized that, and they scored him well. So that's, yeah. he deserved it for sure. There was no hiding or getting around it or anything. He's a pretty trained six-year-old. Yeah, the guys in the stands were telling me that it looked like it was clear you were playing a different game than the guys who played in the past here. Talk about what your game plan was. It looked like you were going really fast. Yeah, so one thing, I, I had Cody help me, and I told him, I said, man, I, I think we might as well just go make some pretty sharp runs, and, and there's no need in hiding. That horse is, is solid. He's been, I've been taking him to rodeos and opener opens, and I was like, you know, I mean, might as well make the best run we can, and he, uh, you know, I didn't try to hide. I mean, I just rode him through the corner, took an extra swing, let him do his deal, and um, if the steer was ready to be healed, I threw it. If he wasn't, I just let him stay in there and kind of show him what he had because, you know, I just didn't want to dump it down there and make try to make him look flashy whenever he's a legit heel horse you know I wanted him to to, to do the best he could so um, it, uh, the plan is pretty cool the plan worked out so <laughs> yeah um, tell me about how that horse was bred was that a reason you bought him <laughs> no heck no I bought the horse I didn't buy the papers he <laughs> uh, goes back to eyebrow cap but I don't even know what all's how it all shakes out I, I yeah I don't even know the everything on his papers but he uh no, I, I definitely never i looked at the papers after i owned him so hey zar thank you y'all too yeah so uh cool that's different um different than my usual interviews after yeah the yeah, yeah yeah I, I i don't i don't ride i there's so much time that it takes into these horses and, and so much effort that I, I look at it the opposite of most people just because you're there's so much money time and, and everything involved that you're you're what i mean I, I look at the horse i don't look at the papers and if the horse has the good papers and he does if he doesn't he's still good i i roll with it so what did you feel in him when you first tried him uh he was very smart and he, he had that he had all the tools foot speed um he was athletic he could he was smooth um and i just knew that he had a, a ton of potential and everything i showed him it was it wasn't one day it was one steer he would fix it and uh it was just—it was impressive how fast he let me smooth him out, and he'll fit anybody. So I mean, I, I knew he was the—he was just had the mentality and the, the athletic ability to put it both together. That he's—he's he's one that'll be around for a while. Yeah. What do you see in his future? Is he going to be a big-time rodeo horse? Is he going to stay a jackpot horse? How are you thinking? Um, I'm probably finished. I'll probably jackpot on him the rest of this year and some of next year, and then fill him in at some rodeos. And then uh, I, I would say by his eight, nine-year-old year, I expect him to be one of my. I mean, he already is one of the best horses. I jackpot him all the time, but it's I I don't take it lightly when I say they're my good one. So I could see him actually being my good one one day. Very cool. Tell me about the relationship you have with your partners on this horse. Who are they to you? How do you know them? Uh, on who I'm partnered on with? Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris, he's a sponsor of mine, and uh, he he brought him to me, and 
um, he doesn't get to rope a whole lot. So, you know, consecutively, and that horse was kind of young. So he, he was talented, had a lot of moves. And he said, man, I don't, I don't know if he's fitting me. And he sent him down. I had some just time to ride him and fill him out. And so that's kind of how it started. And now he's to the point he would fit anybody. He just, he's so smart. If he lets you do anything. So uh, it's pretty cool. Chris and I are, are good friends. And uh, he comes down ropes all the time. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to see. He's pumped about it when it's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's excited to see him do good, which I told him from the start I thought he would. So. Yeah. Did you know who put the early rides on that horse, or who started him? Oh, I've heard all different kinds of things. He uh, apparently Hunter Cook came and found me earlier and said he owned him at one time when he was three. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Chad, he came from Chad's, or he came from Chad Smith when he had him, and then um, and then he went to uh, and Chris, his buddy in Missouri, rode him some Tyler. So he did a good job with him. He actually put. I thought a good pattern on him when he was, you know, five year, four or five year old, and uh, and then he made it made it down here. So he's had he's had some good people on. That's I think that's the important thing. There's nobody been along the way that's derouted him, and you know what I mean. They've just let him kind of do his thing and come into himself. So now is the rope horse maturity going to be a yearly thing for you? And are you going to look for horses for this deal? Or you said this horse just kind of came along. Yeah, I, I definitely will, will keep him on the radar to, for this deal just because I think it's fun. I enjoyed helping. It's the first time I've ever came, and I like to rope. So, we don't, you know, most open opens you go to are twice. So you get to go run 10 steers maybe in a day, and I think it's pretty cool. I got to run a ton of steers in two days and rope a lot, and that's fun for me just to get to go somewhere and rope. And yeah. Now, I didn't fully keep track of all the catch percentages of the helpers, but I know Cody didn't miss one. Cody did not miss one. That's pretty no, cool. He did very good. Yeah, that's he's and other helpers always tell me that they get nervous. Even Caesar said he was nervous. Yeah, I helped Cody all said he day yesterday, all. and I I get I was more nervous helping than I was roping just because you know how much time and efforts put into this whole deal. You're like it coming down to me. Mess, I mean, I rode my good horse the whole time. Yeah. So I definitely I was nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Helping. Yeah. Cody said no. It was a jackpot to him. Which I, I tell, that's Cody and I talked the first. I said there's no need, and you know a lot of guys I think kind of overanalyze it. And I'm like, you know, time does help you. I was like, might as well go make the best run we can, and this horse will show good. So it, he did a good job. Very good, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. See you in a month or two. A month. Yeah, yeah. I it's guess. coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Cody Snow is probably as cool, calm, and collected as any header I know and he never faltered under the pressure of being a helper, which is seriously one of the toughest jobs in all of team roping. I wish I could be as chill as this guy, ever, because he was absolutely perfect with no broken barriers and no missed sears throughout the entire maturity. Now, enjoy this interview with Cody right after they secured the win. How you doing? <laughs> Not as good as you. How many steers did you rope? Uh, I helped six horses and made the short round on four of them. So, uh, what was your catch percentage? I caught all of them. And didn't have any broken barriers or miss any. I know. That's awesome. What horse were you on? Uh, Trump. It's a head horse. I ride at all the jackpots and some rodeos. 
And what was um, is that the only one you rode the whole time? And I also rode um, Junior. It's a horse of uh, Josh Torres. This is a good head horse, and I helped Jonathan on their horse. So. I feel like the game plan was different than I've ever seen on the hillside here. Were you guys trying to go as fast as you could? I just made real jackpot runs. All the horses I helped today, uh, they were they 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 were pretty good, and I just thought the best the best the best they'd look is if I just showed them off and let them work. So I just was aggressive and made good jackpot runs. I didn't baby them much, and they did really good. So. Was it nerve-wracking? No, I, I just try to just pretend I'm out of jackpot and go turn every steer. I'm not, I don't want to catch them as fast as I can without missing and set the run up good. So same kind of game plan I have with the jackpots. Very good, Cody. Thank you very much. I hope you all enjoyed this special edition of The Score from the American Rope Horse Futurity Association's World Championships. We will talk at you again in a couple weeks, and thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, go back and listen to some of those other episodes that we've got on tap. There's so many, I think, including with each of these guys that you heard a little bit from today. So take a peek through our feed, leave us a review, and we appreciate you listening so very much. Again, this show was brought to you by Team Equinity, www.teamequinity.com. That's their products are Equinity Horse XL and Equinity Ultimate OEC. Find more about them at teamequinity.com.